Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Fearless Generations with Terry Sayer and Kelly Fox. Hello and welcome to Fearless Generations, 12 Steps to Freedom. We are doing Step 6, Present Moment, and we are so excited to get started on this step. This is our first call for this step this month, and so we're just going to be talking about whatever comes to the present moment for us, and we're super excited to do that with um, our guest coach, but first, let's say hi to my beautiful co-host, Terry Sayer. How are you doing tonight, Terry? I'm doing great. Thank you so much. Good to be here with you in this moment. <laughs> yes. And our guest coach with us tonight is Betsy Vargas. Hello, Betsy. Hi, guys. So happy to Hello. be here. Hello. We are so happy to have you back. I very much was looking forward to this all week. So, yay. 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 <laughs> awesome. So, we are trying to be a little bit more focused on tools this uh, this go around. So, how about first up we share tools that help us stay focused in the present moment. Terry, why don't you go first? Okay, well, uh, I was just talking to a client today about um, being in the present moment, and I think for me one of the things is intentions. I've started about the last eight months writing a daily intention as well as my gratitudes and my acknowledgments, and that intention supplements or supports or aligns with my overall intention that is more general and global. And so by writing a specific intention for each day that helps me to focus and stay in the present moment for that day and be accountable for those things that I have intended to either think, speak, or do. And so that's Mm -hmm. a tool that I find extremely helpful as well as watching my language and really staying with the language of intention and not uh, shooting myself and telling, you know, saying I need to do this or I should do this but making choices. And at each juncture when mm-hmm. I have a decision to make that choice based upon my intention. And that's really helped me to stay in the present moment. Awesome. Yeah, I think I think that um, intentions really help support us in being mindful. And I think being mindful is very in line with staying in the present moment. Mm-hmm, I'd agree. Betsy, what do you, mm-hmm. Betsy, what tool supports you? Well, you know, I am someone who tends to to, to ruminate, to, to think about things, and, and you know, I have my mm-hmm. predisposition to, to get anxious. And so I use a variety of tools, and I think going through the Fearless Living program um, that we've all gone through, um, ooh, uh, has really helped uh, for so there's so many tools there, but I think mm-hmm. 
in, in, in the split second of having to stay in the moment, something as simple as rubbing my fingers together to mm. kind of, to, to, to get present, um, mm-hmm. something is very helpful. And actually, um, I'm a dog rescuer and I do a lot of stuff with dogs and, and I focus a lot on how animals can bring us into the present moment because that's where they live. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. just, you know, petting my dog or thinking about my dog and what would he think? And which sounds mildly ridiculous because he's, you know, a dog. <laughs> um, but it, it is an important way to get into the present moment. It's why animals are therapy dogs. Um, Mm-hmm. You know that they they bring us into the here and now, and that mm-hmm. can be hard for us because we think we're controlling mm-hmm. things by thinking about uh, the future or the past and how we got here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we did so a true. we did a pathway to change workshop this uh, this last weekend on Friday and uh, Thursday no Friday and Saturday. And when we got mm-hmm. to the present moment step, this one that we're talking about tonight, it was really lovely to see how the the people in the class were able to delineate the difference between being in the past and then projecting the future and how that keeps you from being able to to really connect with what's happening in the present moment and their willingness to to really think about that and, and talk about that and and make some uh, action steps in order to be stay in the present moment and not, um, you know, focus on, on what happened before or worry about what's going to happen next. And I think that just connecting to your senses is a really important way to keep you in the, fre- in the present moment. I appreciate that thought of just, you know, just actually uh, texture. I I love texture. Just rubbing something that that's soft, or even something that's right. coarse, and and feeling that uh, being connected to to something that you can actually touch or smell. I think smells are that way too. And I like to go outside and just smell. Like we've been having some rain, which is the greatest blessing in the world to have some rain in California. And uh, yeah, to smell that smell because you don't smell it very often and how no. amazing that is to just ground you. And I think we talked last week, didn't we? Or was a week before Kelly about grounding and all of this really neat information that's coming out about how important it is to, to ground yourself to the earth and feel the grass, feel the dirt and, and let that grounding sense, you know, just remind you that you are part of that. And mm-hmm. that's the present moment. Yeah, that's the present moment. Yeah. Yeah, one of the exercises actually in the Pathway to Change workshop is to um, get in touch with your senses. And so I think, you know, you talked about touch for sure, and then uh, Terry talked about smelling. And uh, I think if you took a moment and really just, okay, what am I seeing? What am I hearing? What am I feeling? What a, What's the taste in, you know, my mouth or um you know, just to have a very present moment with all of your senses, I think that that is helpful. I love that you mentioned, you know, petting your dog. I think, um, and thinking about what your dog's thinking about, because one of the ways that I definitely stay 
stay present is my kids. My kids live in the present moment. Um, right. Especially the younger they are. Um, they, they do not worry about, uh, the past or the future. They can't even see very far into the future. Um, you know, and so they definitely support me in staying present because that's, that's where they live. So when they're talking to me, it's always, you know, very, um, recent things that have happened or recent things that are going to happen. Um, you know, usually it's, you know, today. So, um, they definitely support me in that. But I think, I think that even just, um, breathing, um, being really conscious of your breath can help you be present. And I'm a planner. So I get very caught up in where, where am I going to be a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, um, you know, and it's so, so for funny me, that it really I, supports I, me. I can, I can stress about those things, but the idea of sitting mm-hmm. around and planning for them, I can't even <laughs> imagine. Because, because oh, I, yeah. I, I plan I don't. all the time. <laughs> and and what is what is what do those plans look like? Well, usually. Um, well, for a long time, we were planning this um, far dis- distant move to Seattle. That My husband said he wanted us to live in Seattle. And um, so for probably seven, eight years now, I've been planning us moving to Seattle. <clears throat> and... Um, there were a lot of steps that we had to take to prepare ourselves, you know, financially and just mentally for it. When he first said he wanted to move there, I did not want to move there at all because um, I have depression and I've always been told that Seattle is a very depressing city if, you know, um, because it rains there all the time and it's dark or whatever. So um, I had to mentally get my head around it for a long time before I was excited about it. Um, we took a trip there a couple of years ago so that the family um, would be able to kind of get their head around how different it is there than Mm -hmm. it is here. Um, I mean, there's just been all kinds of of things that I've done to prepare us. You know, um, I have Zillow alarms that go off on my, you know, I get alerts on my email to look at houses so that I can still, I can be aware of what, what the market is there. Um, Right. I mean, there's so many things, so so many little little things that I've done, um, and I finally, probably about maybe six months ago, finally let go of this idea of moving to Seattle <laughs> because um, I was doing all the work and nobody else was, so it wasn't going to happen, right. and I was living in this well. I don't really need to um, invest in this or um, I don't really need to, you know, really make good friends here um, because we're just going to leave. And so I was living in this, you know, temporary um, existence of, well, you know, I'll just wait to do that until – Seattle we'll just wait on that until Seattle we'll just wait on that you know and so mm-hmm. I, and then I was just also I was really frustrated um when my husband you know continually wasn't 
following up with the job leads that I was sending him that were in Seattle. Um, you know, and it was just a lot of frustration because I was trying to make his desire for us to live there come true. And so, yeah, so I let go of that and just said, you know what, I'm going to vest, you know, about being here because this is where we are and this is where we live. And until, you know, he actually makes some kind of decision on his part um, for us to move, this is where we're going to stay. So it's been a lot nicer. I'm not frustrated with him all the time. I'm not, I'm not consuming my, my thinking space with um, trying to make something happen. That's never going to happen. And um, it's been, it's been a lot nicer, but I I find other things to, um, to plan, but there are things that I have control over. So, you know, things with my business or um, things with um, my health, um, you know, things like on my bucket list that I want to try to make happen, um, things like that are the things that I invest now my um, my planning skills towards because they're things that I can mm-hmm. actually do. <laughs> they don't they don't require someone else to to do the you know, to make it happen. So, right. So, yeah, I, I, I think it sounds, I think that the, that there's like a, a comfort. I mean, obviously we've all studied this, but it's like a comfort. The planning feels like we're doing something. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes we are, and sometimes we're not. Um, and I, and I really try to turn that off as much as I can, uh, you know, often mm-hmm. unsuccessfully, but just to try mm-hmm. to be present because it's not my natural inclination. And actually mm-hmm. uh, I, I did one of those assessments and um, after doing the assessment, um, Barbara, I don't know if you know, who's also in our um who's gone through the training, uh, fearless living coach. Um, she was in the same program that I was in and, and she recommended that I like when I'm on with clients or I, you know, I'm doing something (laughs) to like close my eyes or go on a walk or, you know, doodle or something just to, to help my brain turn off. So I, I mean, not turn off, but tune in because my brain wants mm-hmm. to be doing some multiple things at one time. Like, I think we've gotten mm. to the place where we, we're all so multitasking that if we're not multitasking, we get anxious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, that's a good idea. Yeah. So I actually have an app on my phone called mm-hmm. Colorbook. And... Um, it has different, um, basically it's like adult coloring, but you do it on your phone and it's a way to really be present and do nothing. It's like meditation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I have uh, actual coloring books and, um, lots of different colors <laughs> of 
I have pencils, but then I was holding the pencils so tight. <laughs> and um, uh, so I went to pens to see if that would help, and it, it did. So I have the pens, yeah. I think what, you know, it might take a little bit of creativity, you know, like you go for a walk or you mm-hmm. get a coloring book or you get an app on your phone. And I love that you said tune in because I feel like um, a lot of a lot of um, people like to um, tune out um, when they like you come home from a long day and you want to you want to you know you want to tune out you want to you know I don't know uh, lose yourself in TV or Facebook or mm-hmm. you know some other thing but what if we tuned in to what you know we really love how would that change you know how we thought of you know relaxing (laughs) if we were doing things we came home and did something that we really love and we're really passionate about instead of trying to zone out well I don't know if I feel like there's something bad about zoning out I think that we I think that that's good for us. I mean, I don't know if, you know, zoning out and watching CNN or or Fox News or, or you know, MSNBC and watching a bunch of people fight on television, I don't think that's good, zoning mm-hmm. out. But zoning out and, you know, watching a basketball game or um, zoning out and I, I, I do think being on social media, being on the – uh, on news sites and and jumping from Facebook to different stories, like that's anything but calming. That is, mm-hmm. that is, it's mm-hmm. like you go into a zone, but there are all sorts of really intense stimuli that your body is almost growing immune to. But you you store that stuff somewhere, mm-hmm. and it it can't be good. I mean, I remember mm-hmm. very cl- clearly. I um I lived with my grandmother. Um, in the final years of her life, I was in New York City working, and um, she lived in New York, and so I was able to, to live with her. And the nurses, if I didn't come in and change it, would just park her in front of CNN for hours. Mm. And, mm. you know, she was kind of out of it, so I'm sure that there was the thought that she didn't really know what was going on. But that was her she was being present with such negative stimuli. I was like, no, this cannot happen. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. we're, we take in so our brain takes in so much more than we're even aware of mm-hmm. consciously. And I think it's, we have to be careful. Definitely. Yeah, I agree. I think that there's so much stimulating us around us at all times that, I try to find times where I can just be in the present moment and be quiet and listen. And whether right. that's listening to my own breathing, listening to, you know, not, not having anything like noise, like television or the radio or uh, music going on, but just to listen. And pretty soon I can start to, I hear my heartbeat. I can start to relax. And it, it doesn't take very long. And I think that's when I'm, I'm just in, in the moment and I'm just being 
And that's very calming and and grounding for me to do that. And the more I do that, the more energy I have. And so I think for it's sure. really important to, to do that, to ground ground yourself without all of this extraneous stimuli that, you know, is around us constantly. That's helpful it, for it, me. It's really hard to disconnect, though, because it's it's we're so accustomed to it. And yeah. mm-hmm. I think a lot of people feel like, well, I'm bored. I mean, I hear that sometimes mm-hmm. from my from my clients. Mm-hmm. Well, that's boring, and I'm like, mm, mm-hmm. maybe you need. I think we all need to learn how to be a little bored. Mhm, mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's easier for me to do now that I live by myself and I don't have children mm-hmm. running around. Mm-hmm. So I think it's it's uh, I've I've seen the value of that, and I think I was more afraid of that. Uh, when I when my when my husband first passed away, I just thought, how can I be alone? Because I had never mm-hmm. done that before, and it's taken me a while, but I I value that time now. It's it's very refreshing, and it just allows me to re-energize from the inside out instead of all this outside stimuli that can be energizing, but it can also be draining, and. Mm-hmm. Just recognizing the the difference and knowing when I can get energy from outside of myself and when getting it inside from the inside is going to really calm me down and connect me and ground me to the present moment. So sometimes well, being around all my grandkids and my family is very energizing and very grounding and very fulfilling. Uh, just I can just sit there and and just revel in that. But I think it's knowing when it's when it's something that's grounding you and keeping you in the present moment. And when it's something that's agitating your, you know, your inner soul, like the news, <laughs> like the news. That right. Me. <laughs> no end. Absolutely. Or people arguing or, you know, just some of the things that you're around all the time. Totally. Mm-hmm. I actually, I wrote um, a blog post um, just recently for the year of the dog Um and it's a, a book that I'm working on as well, which is basically, you know, all the things that we can learn from our animals. That, mm-hmm. um, and awesome. I, I think, yeah, thanks. And, um, you know, I think the biggest thing is this notion of, of being present and focused on and focusing on what's in front of you. And that's all that they may have the capacity to to do mm-hmm. um, but especially I look and see you know what so many of these animals have been through and yet they're totally able to go on and experience love and experience joy and and we have a lot to learn from that simple process like we have yeah. made it much more complicated um, so it's just something that's very much on my mind at the moment Mm. Yeah. Um, Betsy, where can um, our listeners go to see your blog? Um, it's withbetsy.com, and then there's a link um, to my blog, the latest dog post, which is uh, in the year of the dog. Uh, what did I say? Learn uh, to live with, learn, learn, what to learn from them, basically, is the blog. I should have my blog title mm-hmm. um, together. But <laughs> 
if you go to com, <laughs> it's on there. Um, okay. But, awesome. um, yeah. And I had written another, my first book um, was The Complete Singles Guide to Being a Dog Owner. And that's available on Amazon and Kindle. Um, and, you know, I also talk about, because I had a dog when I was dating and it was hard and dating wasn't that, you know, I mean, dating was fun, but then there are also hard parts. And I think, you know, as you, there's also an acceptance that comes from being with an animal. There's a lot of non-present time spent thinking about what you're not and what you, you should be and what you should be to be acceptable. And, you know, your dog thinks you're awesome all the time. We should really mm-hmm. channel that energy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. If we saw ourselves through the eyes of our animals. <laughs> if only, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somebody oh, that's had, awesome. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say somebody, I was just... uh, actually an a boyfriend of mine had a, sent me um, a bumper sticker that said, uh, I wish I was the golden retriever my I wish I was the person my golden retriever thought it thinks I am and I wrote back I am the gold person my golden retriever thinks I am because if you're not that person <laughs> you've got some work to do yeah <laughs> yeah I mean that, that works for me with my kids too um it seems like they're so they're so quick to uh, to move on from something and to let things go. Mm-hmm. And that's definitely uh, something that I could learn from um, from them. So we have just over three minutes. This has gone so fast, which it oh does. And so is there anything uh, that you would want to say about present moment before we go off? I think just going back and finding what works for you personally in terms of, you know, trying out some sort of, you know, rubbing your stomach or rubbing, you know, your, your fingers together, like really an immediate tactile, you know, shot to get present mm-hmm. and, and to remind yourself what's happening here and now, because the here and now is the only thing that we can control. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. Just really getting into your sense, you know, your senses and, and being aware of, of what is in your, you know, what's around you. And I think that I, I really like that idea of just rubbing your fingers together. I'm going to do that. It's so simple. You know, you've always mm-hmm. got your fingers with you. So yeah. Yep. You know, that's a very, that's a very, um, real grounding and and awareness. I'm sitting here rubbing my fingers together and thinking (laughs) that's a great way to get yourself back into the present moment and not get lost in your brain, you know, get in your head. I get in my head too, too often and just bring me back to my senses and to my feelings, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. which is what allows you to be in the moment because you're feeling them right now and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. getting out of your head and getting into your feelings and into your senses, I think is a great a great way of thinking about present moment. So I appreciate that. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, I just, I think that uh, intentions, how we talked about intentions and being yeah. uh, mindful about what it is that we're, that we're choosing, what it, 
what is it that we are, um, you know, practicing that day or in general and, you know, bringing ourselves back to that. Totally. Yeah. So yep. thank you so much for being with Good us idea. tonight, Bessie. We love thank having you, you on. You've brought so much here. to it. Oh, I appreciate it. I anytime. I'm always here. I'll always be great. Right. Yay. <laughs> awesome. And again, if you guys want to uh see what Betsy's doing, it's withbetsy.com is her website and you can get her um you can see her blogs there, correct? Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Awesome. And Thanks, you can always guys. follow her on Facebook as well. <laughs> yes, and Instagram right. with well, Betsy. With Betsy on Instagram as well. Yep. All right. Awesome. awesome. Thanks, guys. Well, thank you, everyone. Thanks, Thanks for coming back each week with us. And until next week, be fearless, everyone. Be fearless. Good night. Be fearless. Woohoo! <laughs> Good night. Good night.